It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked Locked On. Locked Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast presented by Pepsi. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Doing well. Uh, Excited that uh, we've got the new year finally rolling around to uh, slay this terrible, terrible uh, year and at least uh, change the number on it. I don't know how much things are going to change, but at least we can put 2020 in the rear view. And, uh, and, and, you know, look, I mean, looking towards the future, looking, uh, trying to look more hopeful. Uh, We watched some of the all 22 tape last night and, you know, there are some uh, actually some things to be uh, happy and excited about. So uh, I'm, I'm glad to be talking about those things. Yeah, of course. Uh, there was a there was a lot of good things to take away from that All Twenty Two, and we're going to get to that today. But let's start with uh, something negative from the All Twenty Two, oh, Landon. Good, yes. and let's start <laughs> let's start with the defensive tackles because mm. this continues to be a, just a, a a crippling thing for the Cowboys defense because they have moments that you know they look really good. Randy Gregory had a fantastic day. Some of the corners are starting to play better. Donovan Wilson is developing, but. The defensive tackles continue to be so bad that it, it it's hard to give you any confidence that even this week against the Giants they're going to be able to play at, you know at an adequate level. But what did you see from the Cowboys defensive tackles this week against the Eagles? Well, it's just a, a broad spectrum, right? It's just it's it's uh, the play is all over the place and there's no consistency and it feels like every single player who's playing defensive tackle for the Cowboys at this point is. Uh, you know, kind of alternating between really great and really terrible snaps, and 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 there's just no consistency to be found uh, in the defensive tackle position. Like Gallimore is a guy who is you know flashed a whole bunch of nice plays and, and seemingly uh, increasing the rate at which he's you know flashing those plays week to week, which is great. But he also got blown off the ball several different times, or, or you know, or, or reading his man properly was not in his gap, and and just you know. Uh, being a liability at times, and and Justin Hamilton, same thing. Like you see him burst off the ball, get in the backfield, disrupt, cause you know, uh, uh, you know, cr- disruption being production caused disruption, and, and and allowed somebody else to finish it up. Uh, you know, and then you also see him just being you know single blocked by the center, uh, which allowed <laughs> the, the the guard the tackle to double team the outside guys and bought you know the the quarterback time to throw the football. It's what it is is that I don't feel like 
I can get my finger and my hands on what these defensive tackles consistently do well. It feels like no, they no. kind of are are just inconsistent in all things. And, uh, and 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 like I said, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it, it, they flash uh, uh, some good play, and, and they're able to, to kind of uh, at least cause disruption in the backfield, which somebody else can finish up later, and th- and that's that's fantastic. And then other times, you know, they're being driven four or five yards back into the linebackers' depth uh, because they you know they, they can't maintain uh, their their positions on the line of scrimmage, and they're opening up huge holes for for people to run behind. So. You know, I think it's a lot more of the same with the defensive tackle position. You know, it's I mean, even with Antoine Woods gone, uh, but I think that you know it, it's one of those situations where they need an off season to even either have some of these younger guys kind of raise their floors a little bit, stabilize, or, or to get some more talent in here because right now it doesn't really matter who they're throwing out uh, to play defensive tackle. It's it's a crapshoot. All right, I think I know the answer to this. Um... But so far this season, you know, weeks one through 16, who would you say has been the Cowboys' best defensive tackle? Uh, I mean, I guess I, I guess Woods before this, right? Yeah, that's this, what I would right? say. Yeah, I would yeah. say Woods. And, and, and I mean, just because I feel like you're getting at least that level, some level Competent. of consistency. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and definitely competency. But I mean, even him, like I mean, that I think that was his problem, and that's why no one was necessarily, you know, chomping at the bit to sign into some big long-term contract, is because yeah, he definitely would flash things in the previous seasons, but uh, you know, he also would be uh, on the end of of a guy that that, that should have been filling his gap and uh, mm-hmm. and on big runs, or you know, he's he struggled with consistency as well. So, but I mean, the I guess, beggars being choosers, he yeah. was probably the most yeah. consistent defensive tackle, and then he gets injured. So it's not gotten better since he's gone. Yeah, I would say. I mean, he's at best a low end starter, right, Antoine yeah. Woods? I mean, yeah. really, he's more of a rotational guy. But because uh. of just the 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 way the Cowboys defensive tackle situation is right now, uh, he's forced to play a lot of snaps when he's in there. Again, he did not play in this week 16 game. I think he got put on the injured reserve list. So uh, yep. that, the Cowboys aren't going to have him for the foreseeable future either. So uh, just it's, it's not good right now. Um, I do want to talk about another potential uh, defensive tackle candidate, maybe next year. Uh, what about Alden Smith Landon? Because, you do see him occasionally kick inside and play some some defensive tackle. You see him play like this big defensive end spot. What first of all, how do you think he played in this game and what do you think the future plans are for Alden Smith if the Cowboys bring him back? You know, I mean I, I think if our expectation is that, you know, he's supposed to be the opposite pass rusher from DeMarcus Lawrence and 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 kind of uh, uh, you know uh, the the the, uh, the opposing dominant force that's supposed to be kind of you know finishing up sacks that are created by uh, Lawrence on the other side. I don't think he's been great, you know, these last few weeks as uh, in that role. I agree. Right? Like I, I think as the idea that he is the uh, you know the the opposite pass rusher and, and and that sort of thing. Like I don't I don't know that that's the role that he's been filling out exceptionally well these last few years uh, these last few weeks Uh, what I will say is that it feels like more and more and I would say especially these last uh, three weeks we've seen an uptick on on him playing defensive tackle and and I think that what that is Mm -hmm. is 
he seemingly to me is kind of the actual heir apparent to that kind of Tyrone Crawford role, right? Where he's an inside outside guy who kicks inside to pass rush, uh, you know, on certain downs. And, and, and really the uptick in, in the defensive tackle play kind of goes back to what we have been talking about these last few weeks where the Cowboys defense has actually been playing in, uh, you know, team positive game scripts where the where the team is actually winning and they're able to uh rush the passer in a way that they you know have always kind of had designs for since the beginning of the season so i think what that means is it's translated to more snaps in the kind of nascar package with crawford and smith both playing defensive tackle and and i think it's really been uh useful and helpful in kind of defending some of these types of quarterbacks like we saw with Jalen Hurts, right? That the guys that have uh, the ability to make plays with their legs, uh, you know, it's it's not just being able to rush the passer because that's not always the thing you're concerned about with guys like Jalen Hurts. It's, uh, it's about, uh, you know, being able to uh, chase these guys down when they get outside the pocket. It's about being able to kind of continue to – uh, pursue them if they try to get outside of of the protection of the pocket right and, and right. so having guys like that you know like alden smith at defensive tackle means a little bit better uh speed you know across the defensive line so that if he, someone gets away you can maybe take an angle on them so i think alden smith has been okay i think if if you look at it from the the point of view of, of him being some sort of like highly rated pass rusher like he was previously in his career uh, I don't know that he's been that for several weeks obviously but I think as a guy who can give you a lot of good snaps can p- provide a, a couple of different snaps in different spots he's been he's been okay I, I, I think he, I want to see him again with another offseason you know I, I just think that this it's been a long time since he's played football I think his body is kind of worn down as the season's gone on I, I think another offseason would probably be, be beneficial to him and, and and maybe if he were to come back like maybe in a more clearly defined role and 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 you know clearly uh uh, uh defined snap counts you know or or, or at least you know, with a cap on his counts and, and kind of just used as a uh, a situational player or a rotational player, I think he has a lot of value uh, there. But I, I don't think he has been uh, – I don't know that he's fulfilled the promise of what we saw in the first few weeks of his play. Uh, and I think that, that more that, that more has been taken up by Randy Gregory, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would say over the last three weeks, you're right. We have seen it, uh, an uptick in snaps at defensive tackle for Alden Smith. 36 snaps uh, since week 14. Again, it's not a ton, but it's enough to give the Cowboys some different It's more than folks. 10 a week. Yeah, it's 12 yeah, a exactly. week. Yeah, you know? that's, that's exactly. Enough, right? It's enough, and I think that does help the Cowboys' defensive line at least get some more interior pressure. Uh, because, man, we know that they need it. Uh, Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll uh, talk about the rest of the defense. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wanted to tell you guys about Bet Online. Are you guys ready for some football? We've got college bowl games all this week. We got the college playoffs. We got the NFL playoffs coming up. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust with our bets, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Lena, let's talk a little bit about Jordan Lewis. We we talked about hmm. him last week potentially playing this Tyron Matthew role, and really because of injuries, we did see him do it this week, and I don't think he was terrible at it. Uh, what were your takeaways from Jordan Lewis at safety this week? Yeah, I mean, I, he didn't he didn't play a ton, and, and really, what it was, it seems like it was more of him playing kind of a. Uh, a dime or nickel linebacker role, right? It was, it was, it, it was still wasn't very different from where he lines up a lot in the kind of you know close slot area, right? It's just that he seemingly was doing it more in the box than he had previously. Yeah, uh, you, sure. you know, I, I I struggle with it because I I, I think he has like the kind of skill set to do this. Like, I he's mean, he's a good tackler. As, he's a really yeah, good tackler. He's, he's a really good tackler, and, and, and I think that he's physical and he's a good blitzer and he's smart. And you know, I think he, I, I really, I think the thing that's holding him back is that he he plays well as a box safety, but he's not even big enough really to play no. f- like f- a deep safety. No, he so, he's just small. He's so small. Yeah. And it's like less than 200 pounds. He's 5'10". I mean, he's just very slight. And I, I think, again, it's one of those things where what what's what's happening this offseason with him? Like, what's, you know, what's who's what's the, the interest level across the league uh, for a guy like that? And if, if it's nothing, if he wants to come back on a low deal, I don't mind having him as a kind of utility defensive back. Like, you know, if he can play some special teams, I think he's probably a pretty good special teams player, the way he tackles and... I think he can come in and do some of these, uh, you know, special package stuff that you, you've seen. Well, but we saw him like I, against Kamara a couple of years ago, right? When yeah. he was just covering the guys out of the backfield. I mean, he's he's really good at that. But you only need that player twice a year at most. Yeah, you know? I mean that's my that's my thing is that again it, this all is a lot more palatable in the context of we have this guy he's on a rookie deal we're trying to find a way to get Correct. you know him possible you're, snaps. You're, you're just not paying that guy. Yeah, I and mean, because that's that becomes a whole different conversation and like even I mean even with what I'm suggesting where you know he takes something close to a vet minimum deal or or a prove it deal or something it's like I mean, are you paying for a guy like that? You know, like a, I mean, if like it's a if it's that corner, third safety type, like I mean, if it's if it's close to the vet minimum or even like a, a million or two million a year, okay, that's fine, just because of the experience. But if he wants to go out and get like starter money or nickel, you know, corner money, like that's just too much for me. Like I feel like he'll probably be able to go and get like three or four million dollars a year. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah without think, a doubt. Like, I mean, so if he's get, you know, going to get that, then you know I don't know that that's something that I'm 
you know, interested in just because. No, no. I mean, I feel like Jordan Lewis. I, I could find another Jordan Lewis if I sure. need if I needed that, and I don't even know that I necessarily need that. So, uh, and you might already whole, have that in Maurice Kennedy, a guy that will be coming back next year, right? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I think that's likely to be uh, you know uh, 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 the thought process with the Cowboys is. You know, hey, uh, uh, that that we're not even considering. Like, hey, we still have Canada under contract. He's still a guy that we want to play with. Uh, so, you know, while we're all kind of trying to freak out about exactly how the Cowboys are going to field enough cornerbacks, uh, they they already have one in their roster mm. that they probably like. So, yeah, I think with with Jordan Lewis, we saw him play, and I think he at the spot. I think he showed you some things. I think he can do some things there. Uh, but again, my my question is long term, like. You know, is he signing a contract to do that? I don't know. Is is he? Does he have the physical? I mean, does is he big enough to hold up at safety long term? Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just not sure about either one of those two things. Yeah, I, I think this is again. I, it's really nice that he's playing well. He's played well over the last couple of weeks. Um, but I just get the feeling that the Cowboys are probably going to move on. Uh, that Lewis is going to want to, uh, you know, go to a team that he has a chance to start because remember. The Cowboys just signed Anthony Brown to a long-term deal this offseason. Yeah. He's not going to take over that slot spot. They have digs on the outside. We figure they're probably going to draft a corner or sign a corner this offseason. He's not going to be anything higher than number four or maybe even number five corner on this team. There's other spots around the league where he can get more snaps, and I think he'll do that. Um, one more note on defense. And actually, we're going to point this out to our good friend, uh, John Owning, talking about C.J. Goodwin. He wrote a really good piece uh, in the Dallas Morning News about how the Cowboys used him uh, to spy Jalen Hurts. How do you think Goodwin played in this game? Yeah, you guys definitely make sure you guys check out John's article. Go click on that. Uh, You know, I thought that I like it when they use C.J. Goodwin on defense. I mean, I don't think he's necessarily a great... Uh, cover corner when he plays corner. I don't know that he's necessarily a, a great safety. I, I'm not trying to move him full time onto the defense, but I think that when you've seen him play on defense, he's been effective because he is an athletic player who can tackle, and that's mm-hmm. a, that's a lot why he is able to be so successful on special teams as well. And when you find a role like this where you're basically just asking him to, you know, shadow Jalen Hurts and then just you know, chase him down and tackle him if he gets outside the pocket, I, I think he can do that role well, you know. And I think he's a smart player enough that if you ask him to do some other assignments, he could function in that kind of role. Uh, I like C.J. Goodwin a lot. You know, I, I mean, I, I just think that he's, he's been like a the guy perfect that, special teamer, right? A guy that really can come is. in, come in and play ten snaps for you when you need him. He's not gonna, he's not gonna be absolutely atrocious that he kills you, uh, but he'll be solid enough that you feel like you can get through a game with him. Absolutely, you know, and honestly, it's it's kind of what Jeff Heath should have been used as. Sure, you know, it's, perfect. It's, yes. he, it got a little bit out of control with how much Jeff Heath was playing, just because when he was on the field, he was making plays, but I, I think that that, you know, there is a, there is a exposure, you know, limit there. Mm. I think there's a point where there's a, a line gets crossed and it, it the turn. So I, I think for the guys like Goodwin, he's an incredible special teamer. You, you know, every year when we do the cut down every year, there's going to be somebody that's going to say, 
Why are we still keeping Goodwin? This guy doesn't yep. do anything for us on defense. This Goodwin is the guy that you remember why you have him in the regular season when the football's being played, right? When this, when, he, when the special teams happen and he's forcing fumbles, he's making a smart play, he's tackling a guy by himself in the open field on a punt return uh, to prevent a 25-yard return because he got him at the five-yard line, right? Sure. Like, I mean, that, it's stuff like that that Goodwin, the hidden yard yardage master, basically. Uh, and, and I think that the, the, this opportunity to get out there and run around and, and, and make tackles, this simple assignment stuff is something that he's eminently capable of, of, of fulfilling. And I think that's why, like you mentioned, he's, he's, he's an incredible player to have uh, in your down roster defensive back room. Uh, a couple of last things on the defense before we move on. We talked about Sean Lee having one more really good performance, uh, you know, at home in Dallas. I thought he played really well. He played 30 yeah. snaps. It certainly wasn't a liability at all. So I thought he was good. He also, you could see he's still the leader of this defense, yelling at these guys on the sideline. Uh, so that was nice to see. And then Trevon Diggs, you know, coming back from that broken foot, you figured it was going to take him a little bit of time to get back up to the level that he played, you know, against Philly and Pittsburgh before he went out. Uh, wasn't fantastic, but I don't think he was bad either. So I think over the last, you know, seven eight games that we've seen him at the very least he's been a competent starter and i think the ceiling is just so so high any comments on those two before we move on no just i i agree i think he's uh he's clearly just ascending as a player and i, I can't wait to see what he comes back with next year because I, I think it's going to be uh, uh a nice little jump for that for, uh, for uh, Trayvon Diggs. Absolutely. Um, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors and just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic, and they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. I actually had the candy cane one today. Very good. They sprinkle a little bit of candy canes on top. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your first box at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, let's talk about the offense as we finish up the show. Um, I want to start with the offensive line. Uh, the Cowboys' offensive tackles are not good. <laughs> I mean, that's, no. that's basically all I need to say. Terrence Steele uh, was <laughs> – he had another rough outing in this one. Brandon Knight continues to struggle, and we kind of hypothesized a couple of weeks ago that – you know, he's still battling through a, you know, that injury. Um, but how do you think things change once Fletcher Cox went out of the lineup? Because they seemed like they actually played pretty well the rest of the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously it changed all the angles when Fletcher Cox left. And, and that was obviously the, the catalyst of this, of, of changing the game, to be honest, you know. And, and I feel like once uh, uh, they were able to kind of have – the interior of that offensive line 
you know, provide a little bit more help to the, uh, to the outside and, and just be actually just be able to handle their own assignments. Frankly, uh, it, it really helps with the, uh, with the passing game. And they, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, with the game that was called by, by Kellen Moore. I think he did a really fantastic job of, of making sure the ball was getting out quickly and, and that, um, and that they weren't, you know, trying to, rely on a bunch of long developing plays to get the ball down the field. Because even without, even without Cox on the lineup, I mean, they, they still had Malik Jackson and Brandon Graham, Brandon Graham and Curry. It's a good defensive line. It's a very good defensive line. And this is not a very good offensive line <laughs> right now. And, and so for the fact that the Cowboys were able to produce the way that they were able to produce uh, with, you know, such a mismatch along the, uh, the, the line of scrimmage, I think is a real testament to the play calling uh, and, and, and a testament to the the design and protections system that, that uh, Kellen Moore came up with uh, because, you know, look, I mean, they were, they were really struggling at times to maintain their blocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, for me, you know, I think after watching Brandon Knight on that screen where he got like 30 yards downfield and was blocking, I have to think that the the injury stuff that's happening with Brandon Knight has to do with his power when he's changing yeah. directions. Yep, I you think know, it's exactly what it is. Yep. When you when you when you're trying to like le- dig into the ground to, to strongly deny the inside or strongly uh, push your way outside, I think that's where he's really he's just not doesn't have the power, you know. And and, and you see it where he's being. Uh, <clears throat> you know, just kind of jobbed at times while trying to transition his power. Uh, he's just not able to unlock his core because he's not able to ground his feet, to the uh, uh, you know, tie his feet to the ground and generate right. that power. So that's why you're able to see him <laughs> go out there and, you know, run 30 yards down the field and, and block Jaquette or whoever it was that he got out yeah. in front of yep. uh, on that really long, great play by uh, Gallup. So, you know, I, I yeah, right now, and Terrence Steele, I mean – He's still bending from the waist. He's still reaching really far. It's just every other snap, I feel like I see him, like you know, it's it's like uh, an old drawing you'd see of, of of a lady chasing a cat out of the house or something. She's like he's like trying to bend over and like chase something that's way in front of him that he's not gonna get. Uh, you know, it's just like it, it looks really awkward with him. He just has a lot of. You know, he just has to learn to trust his technique. He's right now. He's he's in a bad spot, and he's probably not being helped by the fact that they're playing him a lot of snaps right now because it's just really reinforcing that he doesn't trust his technique and that. Uh, well, and it's that not good. Is, Why would you trust it? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And, 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 and I mean, that, that's the thing is that. I think the technique, the techniques are good. His technique is bad. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's, you know, he's got to learn to be patient. And and I think the problem is, is that, you know, he's being abused so badly that he's pressing. You know, and, and it's a lot like what we saw with, in some ways, I think with Zeke in the fumbling early in the season. Sure. Right? I think sure. football players do this, right? They they get and they're human beings, so they get into a spot where they feel trapped or they feel uh, you know cornered. And they they realize that they're not playing well, and they realize that they need to, to make a change. And so they so what they do is they press, you know, and they they push themselves to try to get out of it. And when you press, you you don't focus on what you're supposed to be doing. You're you're, you're adding urgency when maybe you need calm. And I think for someone like Terrence Steele, 
he needs calm. He needs to be able to be patient with his feet, sit in his set, uh, you know, not feel the need to be the first person to initiate contact with these pass rushers because you're afraid of what will happen if you don't. You, mm-hmm. You've got to be able to trust that you that they will come to you and that when you engage them, your hand placement is correct, your feet are set, you're in the right spot, and you're not you know opening things up. And right now, Steele is just so desperate to get his hands on the pass rusher. Uh, he's he's trying to reach out and grab him before uh, before they've even made a move and and suddenly they're way past him in in the backfield so it's going to be what it is the cowboys are going to face uh uh, another defensive line next week that uh has got some some talent in it uh and i don't know that steel and knight are going to get better between this week and next week but the the cowboys have done a good job of 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 working around it so far and, and we'll see if they are if they're able to continue to do that yeah, Terrence Steele has played 887 snaps this year. If you would have told me that in the uh, offseason that just this UDFA is going to come in and play almost every single snap, uh, you would've, I would have, you know, I don't know what I would have thought. It was, it was crazy, and the fact that it actually hasn't been worse than, you know, what it has been has been, you know, at least kind of impressive. And I think with an offseason for Terrence Steele to get his body right and to work on his technique, maybe he can develop into a solid tackle in the NFL uh, we shall see. It's been quite the up and down year for uh, the former Texas Tech offensive tackle. One last thing, Landon, before we we head out, I want to talk about the wide receivers. Um, what we saw in this game is what I think a lot of people were hoping to see all year long, where the Cowboys just find the weakest cornerback on the field and then just go after them. Well, it hasn't always worked out that way because they haven't played a ton of man-only teams. But that's exactly what happened this week against the Eagles. We know that Darius Slay is a man-to-man corner. He's going to follow the top receiver. In this case, it started out with Amari Cooper. Uh, and the Cowboys were smart. Kellen Moore had a great game plan. Let's just throw away from him. Let's find a, another guy to pick on. And the Cowboys picked on uh, uh, just this poor, poor Eagles defensive back. He gave up, I think, 200 Jaquette. passing. He had to cut 200 passing yards in this game. Uh, how did you think the Cowboys did in terms of deploying their receivers in this one? Well, it wasn't even just that they knew, you know, that they were going to be playing a bunch of man coverage and that Jacket would obviously be the opposite of whoever Slay was covering. I think they were also able to take advantage of uh, running routes on the same side as Slay, knowing that Slay was going to be in man coverage, right? right and knowing right. that there wasn't going to be zone coverage on one side of the field allows you to run some of these plays like the wheel route that Lamb ran, ran, ran a little bit later in the game where they drove uh, Slay off the ball by having Cooper come inside a kind of a deep post. Uh, and there was no one on that on that that side of the field on the boundary, so uh, Lamb was able to get a, an easy cushion as he won off the line, uh, and there kind of it was a rub action sort of with with Slay and, and Cooper coming inside and, and Lamb's coverage not being able to work through there, and then as he got up the field on the wheel route. Uh, there was a huge, huge turkey hole right there that, that Dalton just had to lay it up into uh, Lamb's arms, and then Lamb was able to to kind of do the rest. So, yeah, I think again, it's it's uh, it shows you uh, you know a little bit, and, and 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 if anything, for Cowboys fans, it should be a cautionary tale, right? Again, because even in, mm-hmm. even though Slay is a good cornerback, a very good cornerback at times. Uh, you know, being a man-only good cornerback has disadvantages because the off- the offense can kind of predict what you're trying to do, and being predictable on defense against a good offensive coordinator is is death. 
So, uh, yeah, I think that, that that's the Cowboys. Like I said, Kellen Moore really had a very good game plan for this game, uh, especially considering who he was playing with. He was able to hide this team's weaknesses, the Cowboys' weaknesses, while taking advantage of the disadvantages uh, the Cowboys had. Uh, well, the the, the, the the Philadelphia defense had against these Cowboys wide receivers. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. It's uh, it was just a fun a fun game, Landon. It was fun to yeah. go back and watch the All Twenty Two. I again, I really enjoyed watching Randy Gregory just absolutely yeah. dominate. That's that's worth the subscription alone. So, uh, if you if you get a chance over the next couple of days, go back and watch that Cowboys All Twenty Two as we get you prepared for their Week Seventeen game against the New York Giants, a uh, a playoff game of sort for the Dallas <laughs> Cowboys. So, uh, unbelievable, just a, just a wild wild season. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, remember, you can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we will see you next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 